Hello, my name is Christina Cantors, and you're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed. This is part three in the Best of Episodes series, where I share my best and most popular podcasts. This episode is based on the topic of public speaking. Let's do it. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hello there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 112 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. I'm very excited to be continuing this series of best of episodes. I've really been enjoying going back and listening to some of the older podcasts, and it just makes me realize how many amazing people I've had on the show This episode is all around the topic of public speaking. We've had confidence and overcoming fear. That was 110. We had networking and making small talk last week. That was 111. And this week's all about public speaking. The links to all the episodes mentioned as well as other resources will be in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash public speaking. So if you want to go back and listen in full to some of the episodes I'm featuring today, that's where you need to go, thecmethod.com slash public speaking. Now, before we get to that, I have two announcements, both of which will be relevant to you if you want to build your confidence and skill as a speaker. The first is, I ran a workshop at the Toastmasters convention over the weekend for District 73, they call it D73, and I had an absolute blast. The workshop was titled, How to Build Unshakable Confidence as a Speaker. Now, I recorded the whole thing and I'll be publishing that session as a bonus episode this Friday, so make sure you tune into that. If you're interested to hear how I run my workshops, this will be a good one for you. It will be mostly unedited though, that's why it's a bonus episode, but it's raw, you can hear exactly what goes on. Big thanks also to District 73 Toastmasters for having me run that workshop. I had so much fun. Okay, the second announcement. Well, it's more of an idea, actually. I want to run an idea by you. So many of you are interested in building your confidence and skills around public speaking, yes? And I share most of my Toastmasters and other speech videos on YouTube, and I share what I learned from my speaking experiences here on the podcast. But have you ever wondered how I go from planning a brand new speech or presentation to actually performing it? And I ask because the videos you see of my final speeches are just that. They're the final product. No one apart from me ever sees the amount of time and work it actually takes to get to that point. But here's the thing. It's often the process where we learn most of our lessons. So having said that, would you want a sneak peek behind the scenes of my speeches? This means you'll see me in raw rehearsal mode where I stumble, I mess up and I forget what to say and I go over my speech over and over again and you'll see how I learn and improve along the way. Now I have tested this out. I I filmed myself practicing a speech and I sent this video to a few listeners and I've already had really great feedback from it. Just a quick shout out to listener Larry who wrote... The behind the scenes stuff is really, really valuable for a lot of reasons, but the most important one is that we get to see how you get from point A to point B and all the stuff in between. That's where some real value is found. Thumbs up for that idea. He also goes on to say, thanks for the continuously terrific podcast and I've listened to every show since the beginning. Well worth the investment in time. Thanks so much, Larry. You are a rock star. 
So anyway, if Larry and other listeners have found this content valuable, I'm thinking maybe you do as well. So right now my plan is to put this type of content into a membership site where I'll also share the uncut versions of all my podcast interviews. This means you'll hear the pre and post interview chat plus the bits that don't make it into the final edit. Think of it like the director's cut footage. Now, if this is something you'd like to see, I would love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to thecmethod.com slash interest to express your interest in the membership site. You just pop your name and email in there. Don't worry, you won't get any marketing emails from me. It's purely so that I can see how many people would be interested this. And you do need to let me know because I'm only going to put this sort of content out there if enough people want it. Okay, so go to thecmethod.com slash interest. Okay, this is important, people. If you're thinking, oh, I'll just do it later. No, no, pause this, pause it on your phone and go do it right now. Thecmethod.com slash interest. If you want this content, you have to let me know. If I get nothing, then that means I'm going to stop doing this. I'm just not going to do it at all. Your feedback is super, super valuable. It's the reason why I'm able to keep this podcast at a high quality. It's because of the feedback I get from listeners like Larry. So make sure you go there, thecmethod.com slash interest, and let me know if you're interested in raw behind-the-scenes director's cut footage. Okay, let's move on to the main topic for today. Let's hear some of my best episodes around the topic of public speaking. Fact. Public speaking is one of the most effective ways to increase your influence, credibility and success at work. But what if your nerves and anxiety get the better of you when you're standing in front of a group? Perhaps you've had to present to your team, clients or the executive board, but every time you get up to speak... Your heart starts to race, your breath shortens, and you feel like the whole world is spinning. You rattle off some words, the whole thing becomes a blur, and as soon as you sit down, you think, what the heck did I just say? But the good news is, you can learn to become a better speaker. And in the resources and interview excerpts I'm about to share with you, you'll discover how to reduce your nerves, anxiety, and stress around speaking, feel confident and prepared in any speaking situation, speak with conviction and authority, and to also effectively plan and write a really clear and compelling presentation. And if you can implement these things, not only will you dramatically increase your self-confidence when presenting, you'll have higher levels of perceived authenticity, personal presence, and credibility. You'll have stronger levels of integrity and trust with your audience, and you'll have an increased ability to sell your or your company's ideas. Oh, and also, you'll be able to build better team morale as a result of your strong leadership. Does that sound good? Okay, let's get to it. The first thing I'd like to share with you today is an excerpt from a conversation I had with public speaking coach Sally Coring Zimney. And we had a chat, I believe it was episode 17, so quite early on. And Sally and I talked about how to really engage with your audience and break down what she calls the fourth wall between you and your audience. Here's Sally. I always, before a talk, I always take time to actually go out and mingle in the audience um, to, to connect with oh, I love people that. and say hello and how you doing. And I become a human to them then. And already, I just want them to know, like, I'm, I'm not just the person up on stage. I'm like a real human and I want to learn about them. It really warms up the audience. For me, I really need that. I need to know, like, I've made some connections with some people. So it's not just a, an audience full of strangers. 
So that is a really big thing for me. And I tell that to all of my speakers. I find that if you actually go out into the audience and introduce yourself, it helps to reduce your own nerves as well because you realize that, hey, my audience, they're just people. And this is what I did at the Toastmasters workshop over the weekend. You'll actually hear how I did it in the bonus episode I'll be releasing this week. So make sure you check that out. Okay, the next important thing with public speaking to do it effectively is to use story. I had a chat with keynote speaker Hugh Culver, and he gave a really simple way to bring stories into your presentation, and he shares the actual formula for how he does that. Let's have a listen to Hugh Culver. When I design a keynote, which is you know generally uh, 60 minutes long, so I actually, after I've got the framework of the keynote, I insert stories. So the stories are designed uh, to... Uh, well, basically the formula I use is it's a three-step formula. So every time I'm teaching a lesson, the formula I use is story, lesson, application. So, and I'll explain each one of those, but the after I've got my framework for my keynote, I go back in and I say, okay, so what would be an awesome story? Oh, I'll, I'll use the airplane story here. Oh, no, no, you know, I'll use the story about my daughter Kate here. Or, oh, okay, I'm going to use the story here of... Um, you know, this conversation I have with this client or, and so I have this inventory and I use Evernote for this. It's really convenient. So in Evernote, I have an inventory of all my stories and um, I just go and uh, go through that. And I say, oh, that's a perfect story for this one. The second part is, uh, is lesson. So that's when I segue into here's what this story means. And people need this, like they need to know, you know, basically empirically, okay, what, you know, what's the specific thing he's trying to tell me here? So all too often what speakers will do is tell a very entertaining story and then move on. And so that's fine for comedy, but it's not fine if you're being paid to deliver. So you need to create a segue which says, you know, and what I learned from that is, or, hey, heads up, here's something that this might be relevant for you, but you make it very explicit. This is the lesson I got from that. And then the third part is application. And this is when I, and I call it peppering the audience. So this is where I give them um, examples of how to actually use that lesson based on who I know is in the audience. So I might give an example that's more appropriate for a receptionist front uh, desk client facing employee and then right after that I'll give a quick example for a middle manager and then I'll give an example for someone who might be in the room who is actually a vendor so my job is to help people to learn I'm not I'm not the entertainment speaker and so I have to make sure that everybody in the room took that lesson away Hugh is actually a productivity expert as well so in the original interview we we did speak about procrastination and how to get stuff done, and that was actually quite uh, popular with the listeners, so make sure you check that one out. Now, on the topic of story, I want to take you back to the conversation I had with Sally Coring-Zimney, where she shared the, the concept of the origin story, and I found this really interesting. So if you're looking to add more storytelling into your presentations, especially at work, the origin story could work really well for you. So let's hear what Sally has to say. There is um, a kind of story called your origin story, <laughs> the story that got you to this moment. 
Um, so if your talk is about, for instance, um, oh, we'll just give my, my webinar, for example. My webinar is about moving your audience, okay? So there is an origin story about this. What, what was the moment when I realized how important it is to move your audience or when I was moved and I thought, okay, wow, um, this is, this is really an essential moment. Um, and, and you tell that story. And so if you're, if you're like heading up an organization and you, um, are making a fundraising pitch, your origin story is how, where did this organization come from? Why does it exist? And there's, there's always a story behind these essential critical, beautiful things that we're trying to do. There's always a story there. And so your job as a speaker is to drill down to that moment and crystallize it as best you can so that we really get to the why really, really quickly and say, okay, I totally get why this is important. And, um, and because story is this wonderful, you know, people's defenses go down when they hear a story and there's all kinds of wonderful things that happen in the brain, which is why stories are so effective. Um, and so without even trying that, that hard, you brought them into this, why this is important and, and they're with you then. Hopefully you're having a think about what sort of origin story you could share for your next workplace presentation. Okay, moving on. I'd like you to meet, if you haven't already, the lovely Natalie Brewer. She runs Yellow Lantern, which teaches public speaking to kids. And I loved the concepts that Natalie shares because they, I mean, they work for kids as well as adults. And in this excerpt, she talks about why we get nervous speaking in front of people and, and this, and how the negative thoughts are amplified. Let's have a listen. My observation with the 15 years experience I have as a life coach in public speaking is that when you are in front of an audience and you are sharing yourself, first of all, it's not natural occurrence for an audience to be witnessing one person. It's a lot of attention on one person. Now, in the witnessing, in the actual process of being witnessed, you are not just being seen for the parts that you like. Mm. You're also being seen for the parts that you don't like. And Kids, even as young as six and seven years old these days, are having thoughts, negative self-thoughts about themselves, like, I don't look good, I don't have anything good to say, I'm not going to be confident. I'm... Any negative thought that gets in and is allowed to stay is also amplified when there's an audience present. And so no wonder, in my mind, no wonder public speaking is one of the most fearful things on the planet because you're in front of a room full of people and you're being witnessed in all of that which is you. Love that from Natalie Brewer. Now, if you find yourself dealing with nerves and anxiety when speaking, you may want to consider joining my Overcome Public Speaking Anxiety course. It addresses five of the most crippling thoughts that hold us back from being confident and effective when public speaking. So if you want to feel cool, calm and collected when you get up to speak, consider joining the course. Go to thecmethod.com slash anxiety course. That's thecmethod.com slash anxiety course. It's only $39. There's a lot of value there. You get videos, you get the audio and written versions of all the lessons, plus a powerful exercise for each lesson. Check it out again at thecmethod.com slash anxiety course. Okay, going back to the conversation I had with Natalie Brewer, we also talked about how to make mistakes, which I loved. The thing with public speaking is that we're never going to be perfect. We aren't. I mean, it's just impossible. 
and we are going to make mistakes at some point. And the important thing is how do we deal with them? And Natalie says to make them masterfully and that audiences will empathize and, and connect with you more if you, if you are comfortable and relaxed with making mistakes. Let's see what she has to say. Here's Natalie. One of the best ways to get any person um, uh, into a, pra- a good practice of public speaking is you've got to first teach them how to make mistakes mm. because a lot of the fear that people have is what if I stuff up? What if I look silly? On a primordial level, it's what if I lose my reputation? Yeah, because that's one of the biggest fears that human beings have is loss of reputation on a deep level, mm. um, petrified of looking like an idiot. Um, so how could you train anybody in public speaking if you don't fully address that one head on? So I say, if you, you know, let's explore the whole spectrum of how you would usually deal with a mistake, and then let's learn to do that masterfully. So, for example, um, if you uh, have lost where you were going, where you were in your speech, like you've got a perfectly prepared speech and you've lost your way, um, there's there's a few things you can do about it. But one of the main things that I love to do is mention it. You know, people don't think of that. But oh, just completely lost where I was gonna, what I was gonna say. <laughs> and recalibrate, focus again, find unashamedly, without any shame whatsoever, find exactly where you were gonna be, uh, where you were, and just keep going. If you don't mind that you're gonna make mistakes, then neither will other people. And here's the beauty, people actually like seeing you make masterful mistakes. It's very uncomfortable for an audience to see you make mistakes that are not masterful it just feels uncomfortable because you look so uncomfortable and we're all empathic empathetic so if we see someone struggling that much everybody in the audience starts to struggle because mm. they just feel so squirmy for you mm. um so for me i say to, to the adults that i train especially your number one responsibility that you have to your audience is to be yourself and and so everybody else can also relax to be the best job at being the flawed you, the wonderful you, the message bearer you, the vibrant you, all of that whole spectrum and do it without shame and without apology. Now I'd like to take you to a conversation I had with Marcus West, who for a long time trained salespeople on how to sell better, but he also has a theatre background and I loved this tip that he had in order to improve your delivery. Have a listen. In terms of theatre, I'm always giving clients uh, pieces of text to work on because I think, you know, saying words out loud uh, is a very, very useful exercise and beginning to explore the certain qualities of language and how your voice sounds and to really just speak with a little bit more um, crispness, I think, is, you know, super important. To me, I think working on text like Shakespeare or uh, or poetry or political speeches or something that's actually got absolutely nothing to do with uh, with your sales pitch, I think, is mm. really nice way to uh, to think about um, how to speak because it's a bit like if you're a musician playing Mozart and if you can play play a bit of Shakespeare vocally, then that's going to kind of warm you up and it's going to keep your ear attuned to language and, and, and possibility and delivery. And if you can deliver a really hard piece of Shakespeare, then, then giving life to a, to a speech that you've written yourself is quite straightforward. I've actually started getting my clients to recite Shakespeare to practice them with their delivery as well. And it's also a really good way to practice your vocal tone. And it's great because it takes the attention away from your own content and focus purely on the words, just like what Marcus said. 
Okay, I've got one final interview I'm going to share with you, and it's with the lovely Zerafina Zara, who has one of the coolest names ever. And we talk about how sometimes being natural isn't the most effective way to be. Here's Zerafina. People do awkward things that they don't know that they're doing. If what you're doing naturally is grabbing your pants. I remember my singing teacher saying she had a student who was nervous and when he was nervous he'd grab his pants and unfortunately it just gave him this really baggy crotch and it's like that's what came naturally to him. I think natural is overrated and in fact when I coach people what people say at the other end of it is oh but you are just a natural at that and I hear that over and over again and it's because they've integrated that into what they're doing but to me it's like learning the notes you know you talk about ukulele playing it's like learning the notes or learning the song before you go out and play it for other people also it's not natural to us to to choose how to use the stage space as well it's actually natural for us to stay um I should find a word for it for speakers because I always said it's the singer's square metre of stage or, you know, you're kind of like, this is my zone. Spot. Yeah. yeah, and it's like one of those, I don't know, what's that game where it goes, if you go out of the lines, you know, those kind of things. What, that surgery game or something? It's like that. It's like if you move outside of that, you'll get electrocuted. It's kind of like that. Like people forget that they actually can, you know, what happens if you walk out into the audience? What hap- I mean, there's that kind of that space between the audience and the um and the performer or the person up on on stage and and you have an opportunity too to walk out into the audience you have an opportunity to be in different parts of the stage and different areas of the stage and different ways of moving behind between different parts of the stage will create a different effect now one way that you can see if you're doing any weird natural things is to video yourself and i know it can be really confronting but I've personally found it to be one of the most valuable tools that you can use to see if you are doing weird things. Like I used to pace up and down all the time. I used to look at the floor when I was speaking. And those things, like Zerafina said, came naturally to me, but they weren't helping me to be an effective speaker. And then as I became aware of them and I made the effort to change them and 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 do something that was more useful instead – Those new behaviours then became my natural thing. So I'm living proof that it works. So those are some excerpts for you of some of the wonderful guests I've had on the show talking all about public speaking. Now, as I was going through all my old episodes, I realised how many of these episodes on public speaking were actually solo shows. Now, I'm not going to play any of those solo shows for you because I wanted to showcase the guest interviews here in this episode. But if you do want more, if you want to get started and learn more with with public speaking, make sure you check out the show notes where I'll link you to episodes including my public speaking mini course. So that's a free mini course for you. Um, There's another one called I Answer Your Public Speaking Questions, How to Speak with More Authority, How to Handle Q&A Like a Ninja. And I'll also link up my speech and presentation writing template too. That's a free download for you. So make sure you go to thecmethod.com slash public speaking for all of those resources. Whew, okay. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Now you've got two calls to action. 
Check out the rest of the episodes mentioned in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash public speaking. And remember what I said at the top of the episode, if you want to register your interest in the membership site content that is behind the scenes and director's cut videos and podcast footage, go to thecmethod.com slash interest. That's thecmethod.com slash interest and just pop in your email there. You won't get any marketing emails from me. It's purely so that I can see if this is content that you want to hear and see. And if it's not, I won't do it. And if it is, then I will. Okay. And that's all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. You are amazing. Keep on being awesome. And I'll see you later this week for the bonus episode. Oh yeah. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. I have a ukulele song for you this week. This one's for my mum and dad. It's by Crowded House, Distant Sun. Tell me all the things you would change. I don't pretend to know what you want. When you come around and spin my top Time and again, time and again No fire where I lit my spark I am not afraid of the dark When your words devour my heart And put me to shame, put me to shame When your seven worlds collide to carry the scars without any blame there's no one to blame it's easy to forget what you learn waiting for the thrill to return feeling your desire burn as you draw into the flame when your seven worlds collide whenever I am by your side and dust from We'll shower over everyone And I'm lying on a table Washed out in a flood Like a Christian feeling vengeance from above I don't pretend to know what you want But I offer love
Yeah.